What's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Friday, July 5th, special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by my good friend and buddy, Jake Nichols, beat writer, high school sports in the state of Tennessee, avid Tennessee fan, covers the volunteers as well, recent graduate of the University of Tennessee. This guy does it all. He's going to join the podcast momentarily to talk about his volunteers, talk about high school. We both share the common love of great barbecue. That's something that we have talked about, that he loves Central Barbecue. I love Central. We both love commentary. Both think Rendezvous is a tourist trap. So we're going to talk about all that on the podcast. But first and foremost, we got a special message from our very special and awesome sponsors on the podcast. Wanted to have some friends over to watch the game but don't have enough space? Wish you had an open floor plan so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen and watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Haltem at Century 21. They're licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard. In Jackson, Tennessee, next to Old Hickory Steakhouse, each office independently owned and operated. So go give them a check out. Got some beautiful homes there in the Jackson area. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can find me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Also like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show and also like and subscribe to wherever podcasts are found. Just simply type in The Mitch Davis Show. We do want to welcome in my good friend Jake Nichols now to the podcast. Today, how you doing, my guy? Doing well, doing well. How are you, man? I'm doing well. You, uh, you're a man of many traits. You cover high school sports now. You were formerly with a Tennessee student newspaper. You were on air with the Vol Network, SEC Network, Saturday Down South. I mean, good lord, you've been everywhere. Kind of tell everybody where to find your work to start off with, and where all you've been to start off with. Yeah. So currently, I am the editor in chief and an on-air personality for your high school sports. It is a um, high school sports venture based out of Mystic Mountain Media in Sevierville, Tennessee. So basically what they have done over the past few years is they do um, high school football and basketball in the Knoxville area, and they have hired me on to produce a magazine for them. It's going to be a quarterly issue, I believe, so every um, few weeks during this football season – We'll have updates on um, high school sports really throughout the Southeast. That's that's the motto of your high school sports is your source for primarily football, but looking into basketball, but your source for football in the Southeast. So we're really looking to kind of find a niche there that um, that the Knoxville News Sentinel, we believe, has left uncovered with their kind of elimination of the Prep Extra magazine that they used to do. Um, you can used to be able to find it in you know most supermarkets and stuff like that around the state of Tennessee whenever August rolled around for high school football. And so now we're trying to kind of find a niche with that. Um, my first interview the other day was with Navy Shuler, the son of former Tennessee quarterback Heath Shuler, who just yesterday committed to Appalachian State. So really a big recruit there for the Mountaineers. But yeah, I... Uh, I cover high school sports around Knoxville, um, do some on-air stuff with them. And then I previously was the editor of, or the sports editor for the Tennessee Journalist at the University of Tennessee. And then I've also worked with Saturday Down South and 
um, worked a little bit with the SEC Network and VFL Films on campus at UT. So kind of trying to be a, a man of all trades, if you will. I was about to say, man, you were literally all over the place. I remember, you know, we first met was at FedEx Forum for the Memphis and Tennessee game where the Tigers did lose to your volunteers. <laughs> and you started telling me, you're like, holy crap. I was like, man, this dude does a ton. I was like, I thought I did a bunch. And here you are. But let's talk about a little Tennessee basketball to start off with. We'll start off on the good foot. Then we'll talk a little Tennessee football because I know that Tennessee football, we nobody really knows what to expect with you guys next year. Tennessee no. basketball, you guys lost Grant Williams, Scrofield and Jordan Bone. How can you replace those three guys? Um, I really think that looking ahead, they've got some good recruits coming in. Um, but I do think it'll be very tough. It's going to be a big loss um, right now because just recently, DJ Burns entered the transfer portal, and he was kind of an up-and-comer that you really look to hold down that post position, not necessarily as a replacement for Grant Williams because, let's face it, nobody can replace the impact that Grant Williams had. But he was still kind of supposed to be an up-and-coming player. Um, he was going through the same uh, bodily-changing program, if you will, that Grant did whenever he came in. Because whenever Grant Williams first came in, Rick Barnes basically looked him up and down and said, you're fat, start, you know, start running. And so whenever DJ Burns came in, he basically did the same thing, lost um, a good amount of weight through the first offseason. And now he has entered the transfer portal um, rumor has it around Knoxville that it's because of a failed drug test, but we are waiting to have that confirmed. But again, that's just kind of kind of the word around town, at least among um, some media members and then, I guess, Vol Twitter, if you will. But that's going to be a big loss. But so far, I think that they do have some uh, good pre- action coming in so far from what I've seen the practices have still looked pretty uh, pretty strong but I do think that a lot of people now after the UCLA scare are really worried about what they're going to have in Rick Barnes as far as stability over the next couple years you know you talked about the UCLA scare a little bit is there some kind of distraction with Rick Barnes you really think he is the guy I know I've asked you this over text and you've given me a couple good answers you know, what What was all that about? Because it seemed like he was going, but the buyout stopped him from going. Yeah, I think that was the vibe I got as well. And I was talking actually last night to my girlfriend on the way back. And I do believe that there's a lot that despite the fact that we know he's we know he's a good person, we know he's a pretty good coach. There's still a lot that we don't know about Rick Barnes. And the uh, the projection that the university puts out is that, you know, he's a good, wholesome Christian man. And I don't dispute that. He is a very good person. And I've gotten to talk to him several times just on several subjects. But I do think that there's a lot we don't know as far as what happens behind closed doors with this program. Because let's face it, the production that Tennessee basketball has had over the past couple of years has forced them up a tier in terms of expectation each season. And so I'm really interested to see what kind of pressure that puts on him. And I think that a lot of Tennessee fans, whether they want to admit it or not, are a little miffed about the fact that he readily admitted to the fact that he would have gone to UCLA had it not been for the buyout issue. Let's talk a little bit more about that. You know, especially Rick Barnes, you mentioned recruiting. 
how was Tennessee fans feeling about Penny Hardaway? We all know how Penny Hardaway feels about Tennessee. Is Penny Hardaway starting to creep over in East Tennessee because he is recruiting nationally? And is that move with Rick Barnes kind of the a little bit of a little shakeup going, okay, maybe Penny Hardaway is now becoming the king of the state? I don't think that we're talking king of the state just yet because I know that with Precious and with Wiseman and with a lot of the recruits that Memphis has been able to pull in that looking ahead that they're kind of um, seen to be kind of a big contender going into this year and probably will have will give Tennessee a much tougher test than they did last year in Memphis but I think that it's not quite ready to call Penny the king of the state if you will but I do think that that'll um, that'll definitely come up more in conversation should Memphis be able to pull off the upset in Knoxville this year against the Vols. But um, I think that as far as how Tennessee fans feel, that right now there's still a lot of people from what I've seen are still honestly kind of laughing at Penny just at his antics and things like that just because um, of the entire fight scenario after after the Tennessee-Memphis game back in December. All the stuff that erupted from that whenever he and Rick Barnes were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And it seemed to me, or it seemed to, I, I guess, a lot of people here as well, that Penny was kind of egging that on more than Barnes was because it seemed like Rick dismissed it, except for, obviously, the ball calls thing whenever he was talking to Bob Kessling about it. Um, except for that, it seems like Rick kind of dismissed it some. But I think that it all depends on what happens this season because, you know, we go back to what you said about having to replace three key players on this roster for Tennessee. They've got a couple big names in um, Drew Pember and Josiah James for sure. But I'm really interested to see how that matches up against the roster that Penny is shaping over in Memphis because if Memphis is able to beat Tennessee this year, um, whenever they play in Knoxville, then I think that Penny will definitely have a head up on people as compared to what he does right now when it's honestly seems like more talk rather than what we've seen so far in production, if that makes any sense. It does completely. And, you know, I've got two more basically basketball and Memphis, Tennessee questions related. What are your expectations as of right now, July 5th, if you had to say, hey, this is what Tennessee is going to be next March, Will they be in the big dance, and will they be a contender like they were this year? I'm going to say they're going to be in the big dance. I don't think they'll be as much of a a contender. I would say that barring an issue like the Loyola-Chicago game that we witnessed the year before last, that they will get to the round of 32, maybe squeak into the Sweet 16, um, but given the roster that they have right now, I think that the guys coming in, like I said, Drew Pember and Josiah James, the biggest names of them all um, among this among this freshman class for Tennessee, I think that they'll be good, but I don't think that they'll be quite developed enough to be able to really contribute enough to get this team as far as it was last year or as far as it expected to go last year, if not for Purdue. You know, this is the last question leading into football, and this is kind of a football question, too. Do you see this Memphis-Tennessee rivalry spilling over into 
other sports like, you know, renewing the rivalry in football or baseball or other sports like that? Or do you just see it being a basketball only rivalry? Um, I can see it going back into football because I can remember um, the the last game that Tennessee and Memphis played in football in 2010 at the Liberty Bowl. I was at that game. And, um, you know, Memphis fans probably don't want to remember it, but <laughs> Tyler Bray, like five touchdowns, um, really made a statement for himself in that game, obviously hasn't done nearly as well in the NFL, but that kind of reissued or um, put a final stamp on that dominance, I think, for Tennessee football, save obviously for the 96 game with Memphis upsetting Peyton Manning. But I think that we could see um, a renewing of that rivalry in football just because fans around the state enjoy it. But I think that it's much more amped up and um, more intense as far as the actual competitiveness in um, basketball. You know, let's talk a little bit about Tennessee football a little bit. You guys, another year without a bowl game. Is Jeremy Pruitt the guy? And we're going to lead off with that question, and then we'll start talking about analytics of the football team as well. Yes, I believe that he is. Um, it's going to still take some more time, but with the recruiting that he has coming in, I do believe that he's going to be able to put the pieces together to get this team back to the prominence that people used to expect from Tennessee. Now, obviously, it's a running joke that people say that, oh, the Vols are back this year every single season, and then every single season they fall short. So I think that he will be able to get this team back to where fans used to expect it to be. And I just think that'll take uh, maybe a couple more years. But several national experts have said that he seems like the right guy. Obviously, one of those was not Aaron Murray right after Pruitt was first hired whenever he spoke about it. And then Pruitt was asked about it at SEC Media Days. But I do think that Pruitt is the person to get the job done. Then again, I also was told the same thing about Butch Jones. But whenever I asked about that, I had also asked the football coach at my high school at the time of his opinion of Butch Jones. And he said he thought he was the right guy. Um, that coach has since been fired as as Butch. So I guess we see what we make of that. So um, I do think Pruitt is the right person. And after talking to um, several people just around the state. And even whenever I met with Navy Schuler, I asked Keith just kind of off camera, Hey, what do you think about Pruitt? What's your impression of him? Um, where do you think that he can get this team, um, in the next couple years? And his opinion was very glowing, which I think is big considering the fact that he was a Heisman runner up and obviously taken in the NFL draft, had a successful or moderately successful career in the NFL. And then, before becoming a congressman. So I do think that that opinion is uh, certainly valued and that the fact that so many um, other coaches and players around the SEC are coming out in support of what he's trying to do at Tennessee, I think that's a, a strong mindset or a kind of a good omen, if you would. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about the roster because you guys got Jawan Jennings back, and that's a huge get back for your offensive side. Being a senior, redshirt senior, you've also got your quarterback back. Let's talk about the offense before we get into the defense. What are some other big-name guys and expectations for this upcoming Tennessee offense? I think the biggest one, and you can scoff at this if you want to, but Jared Garantano. 
he's been there at times last season but never really achieved that elite quality that people were looking for. I think the Auburn game was a big coming out party for him. Just really put on a stellar, stellar performance. But I think that he's really one that people are looking to, to be able to take it to that next level this season. Um, I know he was at the Manning Passing Academy in Thibodeau, I believe, um, just a week or so ago. And that seemed to have a positive effect on him. So I'm really interested to see how he brings that into the season for Tennessee. But besides that, I'm really, really interested in the defensive backs that this program has. So right now, um, I think that with, um, with this defensive secondary, that Tennessee could really look to have an interesting year just because of the coaches that they have on that side and because Pruitt is so focused on that as a coach. Um, I'm really interested to see how that goes, especially with Nigel Warrior. I think he's really one to watch this season because he's kind of been there um, a couple times as far as being able to make plays, but hasn't gotten all the way there. I think he's really one to watch, as is Sean Schamberger, another one to really pay attention to on that defensive side. So um, I think that while the roster obviously is a little bit depleted right now as far as um, losing some of the talent that Tennessee has previously had, I think that obviously, like you said, Jawan Jennings coming back is huge. And then I think that the running game also is one to really pay attention to with um, Ty Chandler in the backfield. You know, and here's the thing. Phil Former just came out. I went on here and researched Tennessee football. Phil Former just came out with Knox News and said he expects the volunteers to make a bowl game. Is that something that's reasonable for Tennessee fans to expect? And what would you put the win total at for the balls this season? I would put the win total at six. And, yeah, I do think it is um, reasonable to expect that. But I also, you have to take that with the notion that this is the athletic director coming out by saying that. So that's obviously, um, you know, good as far as amping up the fan base. But also, you have to think about the amount of pressure that it could put on Jeremy Pruitt if he maybe doesn't believe that, or not that he doesn't believe that himself, but doesn't know if he has the roster pieces to put that together, hearing your boss come out and say that this is what's expected. Not that it's a surprise considering the program that Tennessee has, but having that actually put the, put out there in the open when it's kind of been a an unsaid rule over the past few seasons that it's, or at least now that Pruitt's kind of established himself is kind of an unsaid rule that they're going to make a bold game. But now that Fulmer came out and actually said something about it, I do think that it puts a little more pressure on Pruitt to get the job done as well. Before we wrap up, you know, and you said six wins for the volunteers. Let's take a little shot here at some barbecue. I know you're a big barbecue fan as well. You love Memphis. You love the Grizzlies. We need to get you down to a night on one FC game, by the way. They're a lot of fun. They're they're fun. So you got to come down for a 901 FC game. So let's talk a little barbecue, man. I know you guys 
have got a favorite. What's your favorite barbecue in the city of Memphis? I'm going to go Central. I like the classic. Central banana pudding, the the works. So what do you like in Central? That's that's the thing, though. I'm not a big banana pudding guy. I really, I honestly never have been. I'm very weird. Um, I'm a big texture person, and I've never liked bananas, like the fruit at all. And that is so, very odd. Um, yeah. So, um, so if you give me banana pudding, I'll eat it. But I will eat around the bananas. I will eat the pudding and the vanilla wafers. That's it. That's that's honestly hilarious. Because you said one time your girlfriend like literally judges the places by the banana pudding. Yep. So two polar opposites there because I judge by the actual barbecue and she judges occasionally by the barbecue but also by the banana pudding. Now, I will say she's a big, big Carolina barbecue fan. And whenever I took her to the rendezvous, she enjoyed it. But I don't know if it was because there was a Grizzlies game that night, which the first time I took her – we went to the rendezvous and then walked down to the forum and went to the Grizzlies game. So it was packed that night, obviously. So I don't know if it was that and uh, or I don't know what it was. Maybe she didn't like the spice on the ribs as much, but she didn't seem overly impressed by the rendezvous. Obviously, the atmosphere is great, but as far as the food, she wasn't extremely impressed. Now, when I took her to Central, even she was very impressed. Whenever she took a bite, she looked at me and said, if there is one Memphis barbecue place that you want to, or if you want to get barbecue in Memphis, you can take me to Central. And that is very big for her. She grew up about an hour from North Carolina. So growing up with that vinegar-based sauce, to hear somebody say that about Central, if there's one place in Memphis where you want to get barbecue, I'll go here. That's pretty big, I think. Has she tried the commissary yet? Because the commissary has the barbecue mac and cheese. It's very good. And okay, she, she has tried the commissary, and they're they're one of my favorites as far as ribs as well. I really like their ribs, and um, another thing I really like at the commissary is their barbecue nachos. I really really like theirs. That's and good. she tried the barbecue nachos and the ribs, and was not a huge fan. So I think that um, the winner, both for my palate and also to kind of please her as well would have to be central. Well, Hey, let's, let's, let's say this, you come down for a nine Oh one FC game. You know, we got a season going all the way into October. We'll go to central barbecue. I'll take you out there. We'll all have some good Memphis local cuisine as well. And we'll just have a good nine one time because I know you're from the seven, three, one in Jackson, but the nine one is just as good as anywhere else in the state. Oh, I don't doubt that. And I dispute that a lot with other people here because you know, people in Knoxville and from Nashville try to say that Middle Tennessee is kind of the upper tier or that East Tennessee is obviously superior to West Tennessee. I think that depending on where you go, you could have a different result because, yeah, I mean, Jackson and probably like not to really put anyone down, but you know, about an hour or so north of there, up near like Martin, Union City, stuff like that. Like that's that's not really where you want to go. But if we're talking about being in Memphis, like um, along the Mississippi River, barbecue, um, obviously some good basketball going on, then you've definitely got a good time in the making. You know, and here's the thing, and, and I'm not taking a shot here at Nashville, but kind of am here. Sweetheart Memphis podcast. Nashville just doesn't have that 
feel to it. it. It's like a big city, but it has no vibe to it. It's got, yeah, we got country music, this and that. Right. But there's, you get off Broadway, there's really That's, that's the thing I've noticed, too, is, um, is because, you know, whenever you're in Nashville now, like we went to a Nashville Sounds game the last time I was there. Was it fun? Yeah. But could you tell that there were also a lot of transplants from other cities that came to Nashville and moved there just because it's the cool thing to do? Absolutely. Like walking around, I looked at probably half those people and thought none of these people were here three, four, five years ago. Um, you know, they just started coming whenever Nashville really became um, the cool place to be, at least in terms of, um, you know, not just bachelorette parties, but like just having stuff to do. And I agree, there is a lot of fun stuff to do in Nashville. There's the Predators. That's a great time. Um, Broadway is fun so long as you're not completely gone, I'll say. But um, but I do think that Memphis has a feel to it that Nashville maybe tries to give itself and tries to even replicate, but it can't. And, you know, one thing about Nashville that I've noticed, I know you've been to the SEC tournament probably as well. Did you have to pay 60 bucks to park anywhere near the Bridgestone Arena, even for exactly. a Packers game? You go, to the, you go to the Tigers, Grizzlies, we've got hundreds of parking garages down there, and you pay 10 bucks. I went right. for the American Athletic. I talked to my girlfriend's grandmother, who's a Tigers season ticket holder, and she paid 10 bucks for parking each day for the American Athletic Tournament. Go to the NCAA Tournament. It's 10 bucks. Go to a Grizzlies right. game. You know this. It's $10. You park right at the yes. Toyota parking garage. You walk in. It's $10. Or even go, which is, okay, this is what my stepdad does. Go down, drive by the Forum, and literally drive around until you find a parallel spot that you can get into. And I will give him credit. He always says, like, whenever I've gone downtown with him, I always somehow find a spot. And it's true. Like, he always finds a parallel spot, puts, you know, few quarters in the meter you're all done oh yeah without a doubt and that's that's the beauty of memphis and you know bill street i know it gets a bad rep because of this and that but bill street's a good time man you go to tin roof you go to alfred's bb king's blue city cafe you're gonna have good food you're gonna have a good time and you're not gonna run into the thousands of screaming bachelorette parties you know and getting wild yeah, you're, you're not gonna get like killed by what is it one of those pedal taverns either I hate those pedal taverns. Like the oh, yeah. worst time I had was two years ago. Oh yeah, two years, two NCAA or NCAA tournament ago, two years ago, was I was walking from the media parking lot at Bridgestone Arena across the Bridgestone. I about got ran over by like three or four of those pedal taverns with yeah. twenty screaming thousand girls going, Oh, it's our bachelorette party. And like you don't get that stuff in Memphis. You don't get that in Knoxville. So that's why I think, you know. I think, you know, it's kind of like the greatest of all time NBA thing where everybody says LeBron, this and that. But it's like you got Jordan, you got Bird, you got Memphis and Knoxville. And like LeBron and Nashville just kind of came in and they want to be part of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's that's actually a that's a really good comparison. Actually, I really agree with that. Um, but now speaking of of Beale Street, you mentioned it a minute ago, just talking about restaurants. We're actually going to um I forgot to tell you, I booked the tickets just a day or two ago. Um, I'm going to be in Memphis on the 26th. We're going to be going to see um, Hamilton at the Orpheum. Oh, nice. And so really excited about that, obviously. But 
I'm really wanting to go back to Silkies. I've been to Silkies several times and always loved it. And they are honestly, besides Central and a couple other places, do not sleep on their ribs either. They're really good. I've never had their ribs there, which is very shocking. But what about, hey, you're going to be here. You say the 26th? Yeah. Why don't you come to the uh, World Golf Championships while you're at it? We're talking about that on the podcast. We got going to be covering all that good stuff. That's a shout out to the St. Jude Invitational. We're going to have Tiger Woods here. Brooks Kapka is going to be here. I don't even know who else. Phil Mickelson is the top 60 golfers in all of the world. Is it? I haven't even looked at the scheduling for that, but I've been thinking about trying to go. But I'll see if I can get it lined up as far as the scheduling is concerned. And we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely uh, talk about it. That's a good idea. July 24th through the 28th. And so, it's, you know, I, you've probably been to the St. Jude Classic. It's going to be 10 yeah. times better. And this is a perfect plug because, you know, we are going to be there covering in this and that on the podcast. And so check out St. Jude Invitational. You can go to pjtour.com. You'll be able to find all the tickets and all that good stuff. It's a TPC South one, Jake. It's beautiful course. You know, you got that par three at number 14. And, you know, you'll be able to see Tiger. And daily tickets are only like 25 bucks. So you can get it like a weekly pass. It says for $145. So pretty reasonable. Come and see Tiger Woods play around the golf for the rest of the whole week. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad deal. I'll definitely think, uh, keep that in mind. Well, Jake, I greatly appreciate it, my guy. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. All right, go follow me at jnichols, J-N-I-C-H-O-L-S underscore 2121. And then go give a follow to um, the company that I'm working for as well. It's Your High School Sports. So that'll be yhss.magazine on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it will be at... YHSS underscore magazine. So be sure and go give those a follow and keep up with what we were doing for being your source for sports throughout the Southeast. My guy, you are literally all over the place. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks and you make it down. I'm sure we'll grab barbecue or something like that. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I greatly appreciate it. Not going to tell you go Vols like I usually tell my other guests when they're team. (laughs) I will – I just can't do it. You know, I think Penny Hardaway would come through the door and probably try to kill me or something. So that's just, that's not how we're going to roll. But good luck just to your casually ball. kick in the door. I, I can see that happening. Oh, yeah. Penny would be like, what the crap are you doing, Mitch? You sit here and cover us the whole year. And, you know, no, that's, and I'm also a Kentucky fan. So that just, you know, does not, uh, that's not in my vocabulary. But, yeah. Hey, you want to talk about that? You want to talk about that uh, Kentucky Tennessee football game last year before we get off? Oh god, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, well, you're going to. Le- I think we're planning a trip to Lexington together, aren't we, with our girlfriends and that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working. You gotta, work- you gotta so show we'll me a good restaurant whenever I'm there. Oh man, we've got. I've got so many restaurants up there. We'll have to take you to get a hot brown. You'll have to get a Kentucky hot brown. It's like turkey bread smothered in like a cheese brew type deal with bacon on top. It's really good. Like it's okay. I'm telling now, you, I'll have to like I'll you have to uh, wail on Nashville a little bit more here. I had their version of that. They called it like a Tennessee hot brown. Yeah, somewhere in Nashville, and it was good, but it was so rich that I could only eat like half of it. And I should I should have just stuck with like biscuits and gravy or something like something simple because it was like it was too much. I mean, Nashville's got a biscuit. Is it biscuit love over there? Over oh by- yeah, Bi- oh, no, now biscuit love is, is good. That's good stuff. That's uh, really good. It's another place 
downtown Nashville. I think like Tootsie's is a good place to eat. I think that's a place you can eat. Um, it's expensive to eat in Nashville, though. It's not like you have like it really is. You know, you don't have like and, your dive places like you do in Memphis or Lexington or Knoxville. It's like, hey, yeah, you come and, to Nashville and you pay sixty bucks to go eat too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and don't even think about trying to go to Hattie B's anywhere around noon because you'll be lined up around the block. I've only heard things about Hattie's Beaks. Is it actually worth going up there? Let's say if I'm in Nashville for a Vandy game, is it worth? It is, time? but you have to you have to really plan around it because the the line moves fairly fast. But you have to be able to kind of sort out at least I'd say probably thirty or forty minutes beforehand. Be able to be there and. Um, be willing to stand in line because if you're going to be there around noon, that's that's just what you got to do. Actually, no, I take that back. You've got to be there probably. Let's see, they open at like eleven, I think, in the morning. So whenever I was there, I walked in right at eleven, and I was lucky because I just happened to be coming through town at the time. But if you're there and you are going to have to go right at noon then probably give yourself 40 extra minutes just allotted for standing in line. What is that meet and three place? I saw it on the SEC network. I, like I said, I go to Nashville every now and then. I don't go often just because it's so expensive. And, I mean, there's the, the robber between Memphis and Nashville. I, you know, I'd rather give my money to the city of Memphis or Knoxville. Right. Um, Loveless? Is it Loveless? Loveless. That's the place. That's the place. I, the SEC Network did a special like where they went around the conference and they went to different uh, eateries and they stopped at that place. It looked really good. I mean, it's been there. Oh, like it's it's fantastic. It is. I haven't been in a long time, actually, and now you're starting to make me hungry because their biscuits are out of this world. Really? Okay, so yeah, you had a – this is like a totally off-topic. We're done talking about sports. You you eat at a taco place somewhere. I think it's in Jackson. If if I'm not mistaken, it's a taco yes. place. In okay, that actually that is a really interesting story, and it's uh it's honestly kind of a plug because my cousin Rachel. So my dad's family is all originally from Arkansas. So whenever I'm not um, watching or covering Tennessee, um, then I'm typically watching the Razorbacks just because I know that a lot of my family comes from there. So whenever they were in the College World Series, I was kind of pulling for Arkansas through that. But um, so my cousin Rachel, her one of her friends in college, I believe that this is right, established a place called Tacos for Life. And it started like in um, – in Little Rock, I believe. And so they've since opened um, a location in Jackson. Now, there's not one in Memphis. That's the bad thing. You would think that there would be one in Memphis with it being between Jackson and Little Rock, but there's not. So you can only find it, I think, in um, Arkansas and then in Jackson. But it is a really delicious um, taco and kind of Tex-Mex place. That is for a really good cause. So, like, whenever you go in, um, there's signs that tell you that whenever you pay for your meal, then you're also paying for the meal of a hungry child in another country. So, that's what's um, so obviously a really good cause there. But the tacos also are off the charts. Like, man, like the tortillas are unbelievable. And I get one that's called like the it's. I think it's like just like the fried chicken taco 
but it comes with homemade fried chicken, bacon and cheese, and then I believe this is right, and then like some kind of little add-on sauce. But then there's another one that you can get also that comes with, I believe, some kind of like chipotle ranch or chipotle mayo that is incredible. The queso is really good too. And then I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, it's called like Paradise Punch or something like that. They have it up at the front if you're in Jackson. When you go in, don't get the watermelon kind. Get the regular. And it's like drinking liquid gold. It's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. It's like strawberries and like pineapple or something like that. But it's it's like fruity. And it goes really well with um, with like spicy stuff. So here's the thing. Next time you're in the 731 or not, heck, I'll even meet you there. Like if you would just want to meet there, like, yeah, man, I really, really want to try Cause I saw it on your Instagram and I was like, okay, there's a lot of taco places out there. It's like pizza and hamburgers for me. I love both of them. I love tacos. It looks really good. And I looked it up and I was like, Hey, that's a cool cause. So yeah. that's like a nap. That's like a little plugin for them. So go to, what's it called? The tacos, tacos for life. So go check tacos for life. They got Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or yeah, anything. They do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to in, find it right now. Yeah, type in, I think, Tacos for Life, and it's probably on there. Well, is, my phone's wanting to malfunction right now. Hang on. <laughs> Welcome to the use of iPhones. Yeah, I will say that my my phone, I got great pictures last night. I was at the Braves game for the 4th of July, which, um, shameless plug for my first place Braves right now. Go Thanks. Bravos, twelve to six over the Phillies. Nice game, Dansby. But um, some wins with the Boston Red Sox by any chance, by any stretch of imagination. What Red Sox are awful. So here's the thing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to switch. I want to switch wins with the Braves and just be like, hey, we're back in contention. But yeah, and, and, I, and I've kind of become um, like whenever I'm not watching Atlanta, I will kind of pay homage to the Red Sox because I told you, you know, first trip to Fenway. And then also I toured there. I got to tour Fenway whenever I was 12. So I told you about that and how much yeah. fun that was. So I, I still follow the Red Sox a good bit. Um, but yeah, if they could switch place with Atlanta right now, as far as um, seating, I know they would. I mean, well, world series last year. So I mean, you know, it's all good. No worries. As long as the Yankees don't win it. It's all that's how, oh, yeah. but, but man, whenever in, um, in that first game in London, man, whenever they tied it up at six, I swear I thought Boston was going to come back and win it right there. No, I, I, I was, I was at the beach. I looked to my girlfriend and said, "We're Boston. We're going to screw this up. Like I'm heading back out on the beach." That's, and that's what happened. I was like, "I'm done. We're twelve games back. It's over." Like there's just yeah. there's no hope for the Red Sox this year, and then it's okay. Got the World Series last year. It was one of the greatest teams in baseball history. It's, it's all good. No worries. Yeah. Well, Jake, I greatly appreciate it, my guy. You are more than welcome to come on the podcast anytime. We'll probably have you on closer to football season, talk a little high school football, and talk about your volunteers. Oh, yeah, man. Sounds good. And thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Tell everybody one last time where they can follow you on Twitter. All right. At Nichols underscore 2121. So be sure and keep a lookout. Yeah, check him out. He's got a lot of great work. I enjoy your high school coverage, so go check him out. Jake, thank you so much again, man. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. We'll be sure and link up whenever I'm in town. Man, for sure.